Trevor and welcome to the Boo Crew, episode 290. (laughs) This time around, we are joined by you. You listening right now? There's a seat beside us right here in the Speakeasy studio. We just wanted to say hey. Hope you're doing okay. Thank you so much for your tweets and for hanging out with us on Instagram and for your amazing and kind reviews on Apple Podcasts. They're so fun to read. I know I say that a lot, but it never gets old. It's been a while, so I wanted to read this review that is from Lainey Demiral, and it says, love them, and it's five stars, which is even more awesome. I listen and make our bears, and they keep me going. Love the conversations and all the guests they have on. Seriously, one of the best and most interesting podcasts out there. Elaine White Horses, Inc. Now you might be like, uh, bears. Because I was like, bears. Yeah, have uh, you seen her work though? Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, you could see it at, really cool. at White Horses, Inc. on Instagram. Yeah, it, it's, yes. it's super fun and you should check it out. And thank you so much for listening to us. And we hope that we inspire some of those crazy bears. Yeah, they're like really cool custom teddy bears. And there's a lot of horror ones, too. There's a Freddy yes. one I've seen. They, she did a black phone one. Oh, that's already awesome. <laughs> yeah. Chucky. Yeah. It's really, really cool. They're really cute. Yeah, I like the Chucky. And one. I think they also they go to the cons, right? So they're always going to be out there. You know, look for their booth if you go head out to the cons. Yeah, and they got their cute little family with their two kids, and last year's Halloween costumes were amazing on Instagram, by the way. The kid, they, uh, their daughter was dressed as Sam from Trick or Treat, and their son was a plague doctor, and she was Wendy Torrance, and her husband was uh, Jack Torrance. So cool. Yeah, it was very, very cool. Nice. I just want to say those reviews help the show so much. It's really the lifeblood. And if you haven't already, it would mean the world to us if you took some time not only to rate the show, but to write us a little something on there and we will read it on an upcoming episode. Now for something we call The Boo Crew Dusts a Fright Flick Off the Shelf for Ah! Horror Homework. I just want to put this out there to you listening. What do you like to hear? On the Boo Crew. What should we do less of? What do you want to hear more of? Almost every single one of our episodes focuses on conversations with guests. Do you enjoy more of our mindless chatting amongst ourselves about film recommendations and reviews? Or maybe we could put on a movie and talk about it while watching it. Or does that kind of thing drive you nuts? Let us know at Tales from the Boo Crew on Instagram with a DM or reach out at TalesFromTheBooCrew.com. What do you think, Leo? What what other things do you think we could do more of or less of? More Cheddar Goblin. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> For sure. More Necro Goblin, actually. Right. <laughs> trying to get Necro Goblin on the show. Have you heard of uh, Necro Goblicon? That's the, the full name yeah. of the band. You're like obsessed. That's awesome. I'm obsessed. If ever there's someone that has like 
something like a, a mask or like something weird about them, you are all in. When it comes to what music or yeah. personality, like Buckethead. Yes. Yeah, I love Buckethead. Yes. There's a mystique. <laughs> yes. Buckethead doesn't even speak. But Necrogoblicon, so it's a metal band with a goblin in the band. And the goblin is the hype man. Wow. He dances and hypes everybody up. And like legit, I mean, it's not a legit goblin. Maybe he is. I'm not going to ruin that for anybody. Yeah, don't. Is this one of those like Bill Mosley characters where it may not be Bill Mosley, but it's probably like Willem Dafoe? (laughs) Yeah, maybe. I mean, that'd be kind of cool, right? If he's actually goblin on stage. We'll we'll crack the code, hopefully, and then try and get John John Goblicon. on the show yeah <laughs> your dream all right well uh go back to horror homework so lauren and i'll start it off this time as we always let leo uh we always put him under the flames here but now on prime video you can check out the unrated cut of one of our fave films jennifer's body featuring nice. some really interesting changes and rearrangements so to just kind of go over the unrated cut for anyone who who hasn't seen the unrated cut it starts off, the beginning is different. It adds about five minutes total to the whole thing. The beginning is different. The unrated cut starts off in the asylum with Needy as opposed to Jennifer's house. There's also some moments that show more of the parents' experience as Jennifer's picking off their kids one by one. There's a lot of scenes at funerals and that kind of thing. Great for the completist, which we are. Whereas we didn't watch that version we watched the theatrical version for the first time with the director's commentary on. So awesome. And you, Lauren, you said you hadn't watched a movie with the director's commentary before. Is that true? I haven't watched. The only thing I ever watched was The Haunting of Hill House with mm. that was the only thing that was my first experience. And that was a high experience. But this was equally awesome. And I don't know why I don't do that enough. I just, I never think about it. It's like seeing the movie over again with new eyes for the first time. It's like seeing it with Diablo Cody. Yeah. It's like hanging out with her. I'm like, oh, really? Yeah. And it's weird because the dialogue of the, like the dialogue and sound effects of the movies are really turned down low when you're watching the commentary. So their stuff really stands out. So you're really just listening to them and watching. Exactly. Like you can't watch a director's commentary to watch the film because you would miss so much because sometimes I'm like, wait, what did she just say? Oh, that's what she's talking about. But I've seen Jennifer's body a few times, so I know exactly what they're talking about. Leo, was there any director's commentary that you've seen that stood out in your mind as something you're like, holy shit, this is really, really added a whole new level to what I what I love. Dude, Honeydew. When I watched the Honeydew commentary, that's so awesome. Uh, the one that those we guys did. are on fire. Right. Yes, that was the one that we did. the The only one we've ever done. Yes, that was really right. fun. That was fun. So we get to sit with the filmmakers, the cast, yeah, the, like the crew. That was a big director's yep. co- more of an extended commentary than just the directors, right. as you said. But that was really fun. That was really cool yeah. to participate in that because any questions that you had watching it, you could just ask them. Yeah, right. it's pretty amazing. I want to do that for everyone. Yeah, that's a fun. I, hopefully, I, we can do more of that. And to yeah, and to your point, Lauren, like you're you're totally right on this. Like it's a, it's something that I personally want to start doing more of because you get so much more out of the movie that you never probably even thought of. Or you know, if it's one of those twist movies or for your interpretation type movies, then you can really get a whole lot more out of you know. Um, but to answer your question, uh, Trevor. I don't recall the last one that I that stood out to me, but I think I saw one with William Friedkin, and it was The Exorcist. I think 
Oh, cool. And yeah, that was actually pretty cool because it opened my eyes to like one particular scene in the movie that I never even, even paid attention to. And it made me like rethink the whole, like what you're, what you're watching on screen is for the audience. Like what the priests are seeing is not exactly real. You know, it's like all in their head, you know? Oh, interesting. So yeah, yeah it's really fascinating. So yeah, definitely. I want to do more of that for sure. Yeah, this one was with Karin Kusama and Diablo Cody, who who wrote it. Two geniuses. It didn't doesn't get much better than that. Uh, a couple just quick tasty morsels that they dropped on us was that the guy who wrote the oh, yeah. through the trees, the low shoulder song in the, the gu- oh right yeah right. he plays the guitarist or he is yeah. the guitarist in the band yeah in low shoulder in yeah low shoulder yeah yeah oh interesting yeah Ryan Levine is his name. And uh, also found it cool that all the scenes in Needy's house, it's not a set, it's an actual house, including the houses under construction that all look the same when Jennifer kills, spoiler, Jennifer kills Colin, played by Kyle Gallner. (laughs) That was an actual street under construction that they found, so they were able to film there as well. So someone lives in that house. Someone lives in the house. Lucky bastard. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. Screen used house right <laughs> yeah, takes- although i'm sure it looks a lot different but you could say like my bedroom it's where jennifer check killed this guy that's what i would do that's very that's cool funny. and someone lives in needy's bedroom too right let's track so down these houses and do a, like a jennifer's body tour around vancouver where they where they film this thing <laughs> Sounds it's fun. so bizarre because i i would always think of like oh that's a set because it's interior you know it's a set it's yeah a set. but then it turns out it's a real place you know so it's and the intriguing. last the last thing I'll mention is the pinball machine played by Needy at Melody Lane foreshadow what happens at Melody Lane. Two mm-hmm. pinball machines beside each other. One's called Fire and one's called Getaway. Nice. All oh, right. Wow. I loved that. I, I like I've seen that movie so many times and I never paid attention to that detail. Yes. So there you go. Watch That's the commentary. Funny. And now we got to go back because Karn Kusama does a commentary for the unrated version that we talked about earlier. Yeah, There's right. even more for us to discover. And if you, if Jennifer's body is your thing, we have an upcoming episode we recorded with Frederick Blickert, who's an amazing author. He's done work for Vice and Paste Magazine. He wrote an incredibly comprehensive book all about Jennifer's body that came out just at the tail end of last year called Extra Salty that you can get right now. We had the fortune of talking to him and that's coming up for you on a very near episode of The Boo Crew. The Boo Crew will be right back. Some dates excite you. Hi. Some dates thrill you. But a date with Samantha will kill you. From Wes Craven, director of Nightmare on Elm Street, comes Deadly Friend. Rated R. Now playing. One more thing we saw, just quickly, at time of release, on the eve of somewhat the fifth chapter of Wes Craven's Scream franchise, we took a flight back to 2005 for a lesser-known Wes Craven film called Red Eye. Oh, and I love that one. A lot of people don't really know this one. That's like Amy Adams, right? Uh, Rachel, Rachel McAdams. McAdams. No, Rachel McAdams. From yes, The that's right. Notebook. <laughs> that's right. 
I believe the only horror film she's ever done, with the exception of she's in that new Doctor Strange in the, what's it called, the in the multiverse? Multiverse of Madness? That's, uh... Yeah, she's, yeah, she'll be in both Doctor Strange. I mean, she's in the original. Yeah. Um, so if that's going horror, which I think, Leo, you told me it is, right? It's a Sam Raimi movie. Yeah, it's supposed to go there. It's supposed to go there, so we're hoping to see, see what they do, because, I mean, Disney Marvel, they started to go a little darker now with these couple TV shows, couple ideas, so I'm mm. hoping it goes really dark, and I think it will. That's going to be fun. That's going to be really yeah. fun. So, yeah, to see Rachel McAdams in a horror movie, I mean, we're huge Notebook fans. Right. <laughs> Nothing goes together like the horror yeah. movies in the Notebook, but we, we do love the Notebook. And to see her in a horror film was awesome, and she plays opposite Cillian Murphy, who... Yes, Scarecrow. This, this Yes, this dude's eyes, man. He's got Insane. like those wolf eyes, right? Yeah. You know, those people have those. I, I, I'm assuming that it's that pale blue. Yes. I didn't get a good look at it. You just get you sense that from watching it. They could be green, maybe. I don't know. Or two different colors, but they are that wolf blue, right? Yeah. Yeah, they are. So that's what Wes Craven apparently cast him based on after meeting him, looking at his eyes. Wow. Going like, yeah, wow. Well, the perfect I, I read that originally. They were going to cast, I think, Sean Penn and Robin Wright, huh? but then they decided to go with a younger cast. And there is a pen that plays a big role in this movie. I'm not going to give it away, but originally in the script, they wrote that it was going to be a Bart Simpson pen. Okay. But they couldn't, they fought really hard to get the rights and then they couldn't and then they made it into a monster pen. But I didn't notice that, that it was a monster pen until doing some research. So now I want to go back and see if I can see the little monster on the end. <laughs> and there is a scene nice. where Rachel McAdams gets, which is not a spoiler at all, she gets splashed by some iced coffee. And her reaction is real because she didn't realize how cold it would be. Marco Beltrami did the score for this thing. So uh, he does an amazing job. Obviously, he did the, the, the soundtrack for Scream as well. So it's about a hotel manager who sits beside a passenger with a secret aboard a flight from Dallas to Miami. That's all we're going to say about the plot. If you read the plot synopsis on any streaming service, it will give away... One of the coolest aspects about this movie. I love that I didn't. I don't know if you did either. We just watched it and the surprise yeah. is kind of, oh, oh, shit. Okay, here's what's going down. Yeah. So a lot yeah. of the action takes place on this airplane. One of the, the great things that I noticed about it, and you pointed it out to me, I did not know this existed, was an air phone. Yes. Did you, did you know about this, Leah? I, I was never, maybe I never took a plane when they used to have these on plane. I don't know. That's a phone on the airplane. Yeah, it is. I, I think I've been in first class maybe like twice in my life, but I don't recall there being a phone there. You know, I mean, maybe it's like business class thing or first class. I mean, I don't know, but no, like you, you took your credit just, card and like yeah. run and you make a phone call from the sky. Yeah, no. It, which it, I didn't even know you could. Can you do that now? I've been, can you do that now? Like phone someone probably, from your iPhone? No, probably not your iPhone because it probably interferes with communications i would imagine a bunch of people on their phone but these special phones on the plane you can call people that? My, my brother used one wow yeah, yeah, right. 17 dollars yeah. a minute right Probably. exactly <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's a really quick paced thriller 
there's a great dark sense of humor to it as well that Wes Craven is known for paired with something in the thriller genre. That's really nice to see the film almost won Rachel McAdams and Cillian Murphy Saturn awards. They were all nominated as well as the film. Check it out. It's really, really great. And like we said, a lesser known Wes Craven film and Brian Cox is in it as well. Oh, from trick or treat. Well, three solid actors right there. Yeah. There you go. Oh, and the plane is on hydraulics. So when it's moving, they're actually moving with it. Oh, with the turbulence? Yeah. You are full of facts today, Lauren. Yeah, I know. I'm trying. Oh, imagine that. <laughs> imagine the motion sickness making that movie. Yeah, I know. I I can't even imagine. I But every plane has some sort of turbulence. I've never been on a plane that didn't have any, right? So... Well, in Red Eye, yep. you get more than yep. a little bit of turbulence. Book yourself a flight on Red Eye. <laughs> Care of the Boo Crew. All right, going, going, going to Leo. We've, yeah, oh, we've yapped God. enough. Leo, what do, you, what do you got, man? But I want to say one last thing about Rachel McAdams. Sure. Uh, I, would love, I would love to see her reunited because now she's doing interesting stuff with Marvel and all that as Night Nurse and all that. I would love to see her reunited with Ryan Gosling and the Wolfman. And I think Leo Winnell's no longer directing that, right? But no, he's not. That's I would the still like was Nicol- Nicholas Reffin? Is he? Maybe. Is that the name being thrown around for the Wolfman? I yeah, think so. I can't remember. Or, Der- or Derek. Oh, like- um, oh, yeah, it's Derek. Oh, Derek Sean Franz. Yes. 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 I think that's yeah, who. That's, that's who. It. He, he made, Sorry. He made Blue Valentine. Which we have not seen yet. What's wrong oh, with that? Oh, don't watch it. I remember Leo don't told watch, us. He's like, it. don't don't watch it. Duh, don't yeah. watch it. It's uh, not not that it's bad, but that it was intense. No, it's good. It's intense. It's intense. Though, right? Yeah. You have it's to intense. be in a in mood, fact, I think, right? Oh, my God. I, like, I, I seriously, I, I bought two copies and I gave them both away to two friends of mine who were in relationships and like thinking of like, you know, taking the next step, you know? And they're not exactly in good relationships, you know? And I'm like, okay, you got to watch this movie. Oh, you gave it to him as a and warning. Like a therapy yes. session? Wow. Yeah. Yes, yes. Wow. I'm like, if you, see, if you see what goes on in this movie and you're not sure about your own life, you better like rethink the next 20 years of your life because, ooh, it's going to be a bad one. So that sounds like a horror movie of a different kind, but I'm all about it. It's dark. Wow. It's Let's dark. Let's watch it on but, Valentine's Day. But it's so yeah. good. <laughs> Yeah, it's a Valentine's Day movie for sure. <laughs> but a fun fact about that, though, um, Derek Sean Franz, who made that movie, it's actually about his life. It's about his own relationship. Ooh. And he casted, um, oh my gosh, I can't think of her name. Uh, Michelle Williams. Yes, that's right. Oh, yeah. She Dawson's was married crazy. to, yes, Heath Ledger. she was married to Heath Ledger. He had just died. So oh. he couldn't make the movie. And he told both Michelle Williams and Ryan Gosling, and he goes, this, is the, this movie only exists with you two, and I will wait however long it takes. And I think he waited two years. And wow. it was made for, like, no money, no budget. But it's, it's beautiful. It's one of the best things I've seen. But it's dark. Ben, <laughs> it's I did not dark. expect this flood of Blue Valentine trivia and knowledge from yes. Leo right now. <laughs> I didn't expect it was going to go here, but I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I could see him as a great director. I mean, yeah, he's he's a he's a guy with the vision for sure. So if he's taking over, I'm for I'm all for it. Well, that's going to be fascinating be, to see. I, I, like I'm yeah. super stoked for that. By the way, the Wolfman with the gossip. Yep. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right, Leo. Well, so, go on. The movie that I checked out was uh, 
straight out of the uh, Shudder Originals vault. It's a movie that came out, I believe, 2020. It's called For the Sake of Vicious. Have you guys heard of this or seen this? We have heard of it. I've heard of that. Is that the one? Was there a motorcycle on the poster? Yes, Yes. there is. Yes. 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 I remember seeing the trailer going, this thing looks fucking crazy. Yep. All right. Go go for it, man. Let (laughs) let us know. I'm only going to give you the partial synopsis because the second half of it reveals more about it. And I don't want to reveal it because I went in cold not knowing anything. So basically, there's a nurse, a character played by Laura Burke. Her name is Romina. She's an overworked nurse and a single mother who returns home from her late, late night shift on Halloween night to find a maniac hiding out with a bruised and beaten hostage inside her house. Yikes. So, right there, that's where I gotta stop. That's pretty damn good, man. So, Halloween, yeah. hostage, yeah. what's going on? Yeah, exactly. Amazing. Exactly. It's like maybe one part your next, it's maybe one part the strangers, and it's a whole lot of a lot of a bloody, disgusting, gory mess. And by mess, I mean good. I mean, there's some crazy, crazy, crazy effects in this movie, all practical. Um, and if, I mean, by, by effects, I mean violence. There's, there's a lot of violence in this movie. And it's really interesting because what I just read to you, this synopsis, it unfolds in 15 minutes. And you're thinking, okay, what's going to happen next? You just told me the whole movie, right? And we still have a hundred, I'm sorry, we still have like an hour and a half to go. So, yeah, it gets worse. (laughs) The movie starts to unfold, (laughs) it gets worse. Um, Also, besides Laura Burke playing the nurse, and Nick Smith plays Chris, and Colin Paradine plays Alan. This movie is written and directed by Gabriel Carrere and Reese Evanescian. And this is like a duo that made this movie... With their friends, because uh, you know, like, I, I guess some of the actors, you know, are also part of this, or are, are, are the stunt double, not the stunt double, they play the stunts and all that, you know. So there's a lot of collaboration within the friends and everything, you know. They did their own editing, they did their own, you know. In fact, the the music, which is really great in this, it's a great synth score, and it's also by the director Gabriel Carrera and uh, and somebody called Fox Grinder. I'm not I'm not familiar with their work, but the music is spectacular in this movie, and um. The special effects, all the blood and gore you see in this movie, is by a company called the Butcher Shop Effects Studio. I've not heard of these. Nope. Yeah. They did a really solid job with this movie. There's some crazy stuff. I mean, some stuff you see, and then some stuff the camera like cuts away for a split second, but then you come, it comes back to it, and you're like, oh, that's crazy, you know? So it leaves a lot like for the imagination of what you think you saw, what you didn't see, um, but... The, the the DP on this, his name is Alex Tong. He did a fantastic job of the camera work. It's like it, you know, what it reminded me of uh, what was that movie that Paul Greengrass, um, the Born Identity series. Oh wow! I remember all that, all that crazy like fighting up close camera work. Yeah, that? yeah. So yeah, think of that in the horror movie, horror home invasion movie. Okay, think of that, but not exactly. We're not, we're not fighting martial arts. Okay, we're just we're fighting for survival, right? And I mean, the camera is in the face of these actors like as they're getting pounded and chased and dropped and kicked and stabbed and shot and it's like the camera's non-stop in the in the action which is something i don't see all that often like camera usually you know does something else in horror movies like you see it play out you know from a certain angle but this one it seems like and it's like handheld because the camera's always shaking 
but like not, not not like in a bad way, but in like a good action way. Like it makes you feel like you're right there. Yeah. You know? And that's what helped. Like like I was holding my breath through some of these scenes because I'm just like, wow, that's intense. You know, <laughs> like you know what? Okay, what next? You know. Uh, so this movie, I, I I loved. I loved. I never heard of it. I just uh, came across it on on Shutter, and I you know decided to give it a give it a shot. And I really enjoyed what they did with it. It's another home invasion movie. It's really dark. It's really bloody. Uh, but if you like those kind of movies, I think you will enjoy this one for sure. And that's for the sake of vicious, right? Yep. Oh man, I'm so yeah. glad that because I remember seeing the trailer and being affected by that, and seeing the poster and loving that. I'm so glad to hear that it lives up to the image it conveys. That is so exciting. Yep. And I love what you're saying about all that heightened kind of fight, the, the capturing the fight and the detail and care yeah. of doing that and doing that right and putting the viewer inside that action. That's something you don't yep. necessarily get in a lot of independent features that might not have the budget to be able to pull that off. So what they did obviously right. was a lot of intuition and inventiveness you know, to be able yes. to capture that in a way that they could, they could pull it off. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And then in some very tight quarters too, it's, this is somebody's house or apartment they filmed it in. And it's just, it's claustrophobic at times. You're just kind of like, wow, this is intense, you know, but, uh, very well done. Like, man, you know, I, I, I want to see this whole team. Cause if you look at the credits, these guys are all like, they did their editing, they did their stunts and, you know, so I want to see this whole team like do it again, do something else, you know, cause I want to see these guys do a VHS movie, to be honest with you. I want to see what, what they pull off, you know? Oh, man, that'd, be, that'd be amazing, yeah, man. Well, again, yeah. so glad to hear. I, I, you know, whenever we hear something th- that's new, that is awesome, it's always amazing. So, Leo, thank you yeah. for that. That's, that's yeah. so killer. Yeah, dude. Enjoy. So, and you listening, again, do you like this sort of, these sort of episodes where we sit and talk about films that we've seen, things that we're doing, that kind of stuff? Or do you prefer when we just have a guest in and we have a conversation about a particular movie or their interest in horror and, and the genre and their, the, the inspiration they get from it. Let us know, please reach out at tales from the com and, uh, at tales from the Buku on Instagram at tales from the boo on Twitter. Our DMS are wide open and available to you. We appreciate it so much. All right. Wrapping it up until next time. Thank you so much for spending some time with us. Once again, just a heads up forthcoming episodes featuring Frederick Blickert of the Jennifer's Body book, Extra Salty. Tentatively, a Scream-centric guest, if all goes well. (laughs) Who knows? You know how things go. Yes. All I know is I'm looking forward to it. I am. Lauren is. Leo. Yes. We're all looking forward to it. So for Sydney. Hello, Sydney. For episode 290, (laughs) it's myself, Lauren, and Leo saying sweet screams thanks for listening to another episode of the boo crew podcast haunt the boo crew at tales from the boo crew.com tales from the boo crew on facebook and instagram follow us on twitter at tales from the boo the boo crew is lauren and trevor shand and leone d'antonio the boo crew is produced by lauren shand chopped and sliced by trevor shand the boo crew is a ts P creation, part of the Bloody Disgusting Podcast Network. Bye. 